Work is cheap, time is heavy Ain't gonna do it till I'm ready Life's just here, passing me by Ain't gonna sit around and cry So don't you go I see, that's what I'm trying to get. I want to get a picture for back here of um, a flower or something. How do you like the logo? Did you like the logo? I think it's beautiful. I like it I too. I think it looks really great. I like it. It captured everything I wanted it to do. So the guy who did it was Drew Wolf. He's actually, he actually has COVID. So um, wow. yeah, he's doing okay though. Okay. Yeah, he's good. He said he's had it for about a week and a half, but he's doing okay. And he actually did it while having COVID. So that's even weirder. He's like, here, I just wanted you to have it. So yeah, so it was really cool. He's a good guy. I was surprised he did that for me. But um, but I was telling you, so last our last time we got together has the most views so far on the podcast on anything we've done. So I think it's going to be a hit. That's great. What do you I, want to talk I, about I, today? I more people want to learn about it, for sure. I've had people ask me like, hey, how'd you get your medical card? What did you do? Like people have actually come up to me and asked me since that one, two or three. So that was really cool. I told them the way I went about it. Um, and the doctor I saw and how I got, you know, what I did. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's actually not that difficult to get your card in Pennsylvania, but for some people, they get really nervous about it. They feel like they're going to go into some kind of government watch list and the MIBs are going to come and take their guns or, you know, whatever is going to happen. That's what they think they do. They, they do. A lot of people do. And, you know, that's one thing Governor Wolf was very adamant about with the program is that there is no cross-referencing between government agencies who is a patient. Okay. So like if you get pulled over, they can't like run your license plate and then say, oh, they're a medical patient. Like it's completely separate and it's HIPAA. So right. it's covered by HIPAA. So, um, you know, it's I'm glad for that. But, um, you know, people are still nervous. But it's I mean, all tough. you need, you need one of those. I think it's 23 conditions now. One of the 23 conditions. OK. Um, according to the last um, medical marijuana Department of Health meeting, the number the the number one condition is chronic pain and anxiety and I'm, i think they're both in the you know in the running for the top because they cover so many different conditions Absolutely. Uh, chronic pain does anyway um but then there's you know all kinds of different ones like ms and parkinson's and there's some other um ones in there too um they just denied um i <sighs> can uh Sleeplessness. A sleeplessness. Insomnia. Okay. I couldn't think of the word. There we go. Star. Insomnia. There it is. <laughs> That's because we all have it. <laughs> I know I do at times. Yeah, but they denied it as a qualifying condition. And it helps so much with sleep, but they didn't want it as a standalone. They said that the other conditions would cover it. But, okay. so but it does as help long you sleep. You have, yeah. yeah, you just need one of those conditions. And um, it's not that difficult anymore now with the World Wide Web we just can pull no. up our portal with your medical records so you know it's not like years ago i remember in high school you'd have to get your medical records and you know you'd have to go and pick them up and pay money and now you just have your portal so a lot of times yeah. you can just screenshot it and then show your doctor and your medical marijuana certifying doctor and then yeah. um, most of them charge around 200 dollars. they give yep. you a year and is a year um, the max a year a year is the max now yeah. some doctors are do they do three months or six months okay and you know they the doctors have the they're that's at their leisure of what they want to charge okay the department of health charges fifty dollars a year for the, for the certification so if you go to a doctor that makes you go every three months you only have to pay the department of health fifty dollars one time per year okay 
but then you're paying that doctor whatever time how many times you're going back i would assume yeah okay and i mean listen most of these doctors that get into this you know they their hearts in the right place they want to follow up with their patients and they want to you know see how see how they're doing and what they can recommend and, and actually learn from their patients um, oh yeah but there's there's some shady doctors out there that'll you know charge you an arm and a leg and they'll charge you for drug testing and all kinds yep. of stuff well have you coming back every six months three months there hey no matter where yeah, you yeah. go there's always there's always someone trying to make a buck it just happens but you know one of the yeah. cool things i found out yesterday we went up to ethos this weekend again and what I liked about it was the pharmacist was there and I never met the pharmacist before. And he was explaining to me because he heard from one of my podcasts or he heard one of my stories where I said, you know, I was going to go to Columbia Care. Columbia Care, you got to meet with the site, with the, uh, help me, the word. Pharmacist. Pharmacist owner. first. <laughs> <laughs> I just said it and it was gone. But the pharmacist know, right? first, but I haven't gone there yet. But anyway, he was telling yes. me how they do it where, you know, like, they help you. They you, they help you wean off of anything else you want to too. So it's, they do take over. Like they almost come in and help and say, okay, well, you know, I can recommend this and recommend that, and that's what I like. So I'm actually going to set a doc, an appointment up with the with them, so I could with pharmacist, so I could see how that whole process goes through. Because I, I want to see that. That's pretty neat. Yeah, the pharmacist is great to really see what interactions there are. You know, in the beginning of the program two years ago, we didn't have a we have more science now than we did two years ago when the program started. So they're now seeing that there are some interactions with CBD and THC and different medications. So it is good to be under the supervision of a medical professional to make sure that, you know, if you add this to your regimen, that it doesn't cause any harm, which, you know, with a seizure medication, if it, you know, alters the bioavailability of your seizure medication, it, you know, it could cause more seizures. Sure. But it just depends. Um, you know, it depends. It depends on every person's different and their doctor. No, and I just thought it was great that they offered that. I mean, again, I know there's ones you have to meet with them first, but I just thought that was neat that he volunteered that up. And because I like being at, told I could do, asked, I could asked if I want to do something. I don't like being told yes. to do something. So really just <laughs> to me, that's, that's, that's an atmosphere type of thing. I really, I really enjoy that. Like that was for me walking the door i'd rather be like hey this is an option for you if not you're cool yes. but i don't like being forced to do things that's maybe just me i don't know that's just me so let me ask you some questions now i, I told you i was using the packs right i found yeah. out by the way i can get it still on the computer i just didn't download it yet oh good so i'm gonna do it because i just found that out on saturday but i and i just remembered it that we were doing the podcast i can actually download it to the computer and then bluetooth it and i can do all that stuff where i can control the dosage and all that so i'll, I'll be playing with that very very soon um oh that's good to know yes i didn't know that because again we talked about on the iphone i can't yep. get it why is that why is that so, that's so so stupid i know so they, um, it all came down when that when that whole vaping thing happened and all those high school kids were getting sick. Yeah. But that's from the black market stuff. Yep. Um, so, so what are a bunch of ways people can get it? Because I think maybe this is something we didn't talk about in the last one. How many different ways can people get their medical marijuana? Like we were talking tinctures and pods mm -hmm. and uh, the carts and all that stuff. What do you think? Uh, how do you, you, you mentioned tincture. We were just talking about some of the stuff. I don't even know the proper way how to use a tincture. Can you enlighten me? Yeah, of Please. course. <laughs> so in PA, we don't have edibles right now. We only have capsules. I went over that last. Other states have edibles and they're, you know, huge and people love them. Um, okay. PA didn't allow that. So we have inhalation methods. So that's your flower, that's your vapes. 
And then you have your sublingual, which is your tinctures that go under the tongue. And then you have, they, we call it, they go in an edible category, but they're capsules. And then um, topicals, which are the lotions. Mm -hmm. And then another way is RSO, Rick Simpson oil. And that one can be either sublingual or edible mm -hmm. because you can either put it into a capsule, you can buy capsules full of RSO, or you can make your own edibles with them. Um, so the, you know, the inhalation methods, quick relief last two to four hours, okay. um, depending how much you take, what the percentages are of cannabinoids in them. Um, it's great because it's immediate relief. Right. And, but if you have, if you're new to it, it's not going to last you forever. It's very easy to, um, titrate your dosing. And then you have your tinctures, which are great because a lot of, especially older patients are very leery of vaping or smoking or, you know, you're not supposed to smoke, right. smoke flour and PA, but, um, you know, they don't want to do that. So they're like, oh, we usually start them on a tincture. And tinctures are tricky because people think I'm taking a full dropper. So it's like a dropper bottle. I should get my mine. I don't know. They're upstairs. Actually, no. <laughs> do I have one here? <laughs> If you got no, one, no. Yeah, I don't have my purse here, but right. um, so you know, you'd have a full dropper, and you're like, oh, it seems like a lot of liquid. But right. if that bottle is like under fifty dollars, you're probably getting less than ten milligrams okay. in a full dropper, and it's all about milligrams. It's not about milliliters. And okay. a lot of people get that confused. They'll say, well, I'm taking a full dropper, and I'm like, well, which tincture is it? Because there's some that have like twenty milligrams in a dropper. There's some that have three. Okay. And, you know, so like there's one product called Shine made by Alara and it's about like two and a half to, I think it's three milligrams of THC, three milligrams of CBD in one dropper. Okay. The bottle's only like 30 or 40 bucks, but you can get a, a different bottle of a different product and it's $70 and you're going to get 15 milligrams of THC. Okay. So five times the amount. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yep. Yeah, it makes so, sense. That's the number one thing I try to get through when I counsel with patients is that, you know, look at the back of the packaging, look at how much is in a dose, not so much how much is in the bottle, because okay. that really will help you learn your medicine and what you need. Um, you know, I'm right now, I can't do more than about seven and a half milligrams of THC. Um, that's like my comfort level, but there's been times because I take breaks from it sometimes, you know, okay. if I have a lot of stress in my life. Sometimes cannabis doesn't serve me well. Right. Um, but, you know, and then I kind of start from zero because you, your tolerance goes down. Right. But now I'm up to, you know, I can take about seven and a half, eight milligrams. It helps me sleep, but, um, you know, I'm not on cloud nine. <clears throat> right. Right. And that's under the tongue. You said that's how that's, that's how that's applied. Yeah. So, um, there is the, the science is a little iffy on how much literally really gets absorbed under the tongue because it's an oil. Okay. Um, a true tincture is alcohol based. Um, so like I remember years ago, I had a, you know, a family friend that was like, here, have this echinacea tincture. And I took it and I had to hold it under my tongue and it burned like hell. Okay. And, you know, that's a true tincture. We do, there's a few alcohol-based tinctures in Pennsylvania, but most of them are oil-based because it's just too difficult for people. It burns like hell. Right. Um, so we say, hold it under the, under the tongue for up to 30 seconds and then swallow. 
So you're going to get some of it metabolized through the mucous membranes of the mouth, mm -hmm. but then the rest will go through the digestive system and it gets uh, metabolized by the liver. Okay. So, um, you know, I definitely, when I take a tincture, I hold it under the tongue as long as I can, because I'll get a quicker relief mm -hmm. than if I only swallowed it, but it'll help. It just will take right. longer if you swallow it only. I've never done one. I've seen them, never done one. I mean, it's a different effect. Vaping versus tincture, it's different. It's closer to an edible effect. Yeah, you know, they're sense. similar, but different. And, you know, they're it's, because of the milligram, you know, and, and the dosing, it's harder to over medicate with a tincture than it is, okay. with, you know, a, an edible. Right. Yeah, and, you could definitely. Yeah. I mean, I can't even tell you how many people this week reached out to me and they were like, yo, I can't do edibles. It's too much. <laughs> and there's a lot of people. They can't. They yeah. can't. Well, there's some out there too. I've eaten some edibles that are just wicked. They're just wicked. Well, some are. But I don't want you to turn away from them. No. Because what you, you should learn is what milligram it was. Correct. Because there's like, like yep, exactly. Yeah, so like, I, I mean, put, I know. Go ahead. Sorry, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. I was just gonna say because when I was starting to run and we were trying to do like just run longer distances in the woods, I I didn't want to hit a vape pen when I was running to alleviate some of the pain. I wanted to take an edible, so I was practicing with some of these edibles I was getting, and I think I forget what the mill. I have it written down somewhere what it was, but there was a perfect amount. If I took it, it was like, oh, okay, I just bought myself like maybe forty five minutes to an hour of like nice, yes. like no no pain. Like I mean, there was still pain, but it just was. I was in the right right place. Yeah, and that's. Cause I didn't want to, you know, stop to hit a vape pen or I'm breathing heavy, hit a vape pen. And that's where I edibles changed it for me. That helped me all summer with, with a lot of my training. I mean, and I was, awesome. I was trying to run distance, but I think my best was 20 miles. I think. Oh, I've Something seen like some of your, I've seen some of your posts with you run a lot. I do run. I run every day. I try to, but my that's mileage awesome. isn't where it was all went all summer, but I do. I try to at least run every day, a couple miles. Yep. I like that's it. Right. Trying to keep the belly off. Um, trying to think what else is there anything else we should like what else would you if, if someone was listening do you think they need to know like about getting started or something they can use or what what something so i don't remember if we talked about it last week but i think a lot of people are afraid of it because they're like i don't want to get high and i know yeah. we talked about it a little bit but you can get relief without being high yeah um the high isn't dangerous but you know, the high, the intoxication, you know, we call right. it intoxication when it's regarding prescriptions, right? But there are ways you can microdose THC, or mm -hmm. you can take something that's CBD heavy. Um, or what happens over time is you do build a tolerance, then you get relief, but mm. you don't feel any kind of way, really. And that's, that's the point that I that I'm at, you know, that I can use certain products, they're typically lower percentages. Um, but I don't feel, I never feel out of control with cannabis, but I feel like I can function. I don't feel like I have to sit down or, you know, oh, right. I need a peanut butter sandwich. That was the joke always my entire life. We were like, give me a peanut <laughs> butter <laughs> sandwich. I got to lay down. It's too much. Gotta, yeah, too much. The room's spinning. <laughs> well, it's too much. <laughs> we all have taken too much, but that's, you know, but I think that's like, I've been trying to keep records on how much I take, what I take. Um, because again, I am trying to do a whole bunch and I, I actually do, I have more energy. Like, you know, I get up on my Saturday mornings. That's like Saturdays are my day. I have a couple hours because Cindy works till two. So I have like till two o'clock by myself. I could do everything from my meditation to yoga to whatever I'm doing. And 
it has helped. It tell it keeps me motivated. You know, I I won't lie. Like on a Saturday morning, I I might wake up and have two pu- you know puffs off my pen, do my meditation for twenty minutes, and it's it's all about me. And I really do. I enjoy it. And when I do, you know, I've been going to yoga again now that that's the only thing open and jujitsu is not, it's nice because I'm back in that class and it's just that whole body stretch. And again, I'm not walking in the class like, Holy Hannah, you know, like I'm not drooling off myself. It's just, but people, it's taboo to some people. Like we, it's still like, Oh my God, you, you, you smoke weed. Yeah, yeah. I, I sure do. But it's, and some people, that's why I want to talk to more people about it. Cause I think more people, I had a great conversation. I'm not going to mention names, but I had a great conversation gentlemen today. And we were talking about the difference between alcohol and marijuana. And we were arguing both facts back and forth. And it was, and we, we were having a fun time and it wasn't, it was, it yeah. was a break. And I really, I never thought I'd have that conversation with this individual. Um, and, you know, at the end, and I think we both kind of looked at each other like, we both had the answers. You know, he was like, well, it could be a gateway drug to other stuff. I'm like, yeah, but how many kids come home at the age of four years old and they see mom and dad crack a beer or have a bottle of wine the minute they walk in the door, the minute you walk in the door, you see mom and dad after work cracking a beer and then, so it, it's what you're taught. Listen, I got to interrupt. Alcohol is the gateway drug. Mm-hmm. They assume marijuana is because it's illegal. Sure. But if we're going to get real here, yeah. alcohol is a drug. It just happens to be legal. That is the gateway drug. Sure. Absolutely. And I mean, if we're going to talk about addiction issues, you know, that anything can be abused. Oh, anything. So I, I don't. It, it is it is interesting to hear people say I hate that gateway drug. I have, oh, yeah. we had a patient that used to say it's the exit drug because it got him off of all these opioids that were destroying him that he couldn't even function. And so I he called it. it the exit drug, which I thought was pretty cool. It's actually a really good way to look at it. What else did that guy say? I'm curious. Oh, we're just going back and I forth. I feel like people are afraid to tell me this stuff because I'll be like, no, this is why. <laughs> well, you know, he had some good points because he had a family member, which a lot do that they go do down, they go, they do go down a bad path of drugs. And some people, some people have that personality or that addictive quality that they need to yeah. be. I'm not saying that I'm not calling them stupid people by no means. It is, it's it is a disease. I believe it does grab a hold of certain people. Um, and I wish they would it wouldn't grab a hold of some people, but that person would have tried something whether they were I'm, I'm not saying. They would try if they're 14 or 41, but statistically, if you're going to try something like that and you had that personality, you're eventually going to try it. You know what I mean? And I, I don't want I, one bad, again, it's one bad apple can't ruin the whole, the whole bushel. Right. And it's, it is sad, but not, you know, and then we talked about, it. I said, but do you think education, like in my mind, I think education is the number one key. You know, like if people would say, if, if, if kids were educated on what marijuana really was and how it worked. I think it'd be okay. Like when we had prohibition, remember you couldn't buy alcohol for the longest time. Right. So people were still doing it illegally and now it's legal. And I don't, it was just a big conversation we had back and forth and we didn't get heated. Um, We made a both a bunch, a lot of comments back and forth. Um, He agreed with me that alcohol is a poison though. It did take, it took a while, but he did agree. It is. And it is a poison. It kills you. My mom's a recovered alcoholic. I lost my uncle to alcoholism, you know, and it's, it's horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. (laughs) <laughs> I really, I'm a big proponent of moderation is the key to life. Yeah. So, you know, I can use alcohol responsibly. I typically choose not to. It's just not my favorite thing. And, yeah. um, but, you know, anybody can use abuse anything. I mean, I, I do think that, I mean, the underlying issue with addiction, whether it's cannabis or alcohol, is, is your mental health. 
yep. you know, dual diagnosis. And that's the latest thing that science is showing is that when you treat a dual diagnosis, whether it's, you know, depression, anxiety, bipolar, schizophrenia, if you treat those conditions as well as the addiction, you have the best outcomes for success, the best options for success. So, um, you know, it's like the chicken or the egg, you know, did the, a lot of people think, oh, the, the drugs made them schizophrenic. Well, maybe the schizophrenia made them seek a uh, different reality. And well, listen, I'm yeah. no medical professional. No, let me, let me no we, none of us are. We're just... I, I want, I want everyone to know that I am not dying on any hills here. Yeah, for, yeah. Full disclosure. Just, <laughs> yes. We just, just love cannabis and we're trying to yeah. educate people. And That's what it is. Yeah. So that's, that's my, my opinion on it anyway. No, and that's the thing. And I think, which I just think more education needs to be done on it. You know, like I went to parties, I was a young kid and I was offered a joint and a beer. And I admitted, I would rather smoke a joint even back then than drink a beer. I just, I never, I never enjoyed, you know, I tried for years to force myself to like beer because I think it was the social thing to do, right? You're around friends, you drink beer. And then even like, we used to have parties here every Friday and Saturday night in like from my mid thirties on. And it was horrible. And I would drink myself into oblivion every Friday and Saturday night. And I didn't even enjoy it. Like I, I, I've had fun with my friends, but I I, I hated drinking. But then as I got older, I started saying to myself, well, why, why can't I smoke a joint? Like why? That's what makes me feel happy. Why? I I enjoy it. I'm not an asshole. I don't have a hangover in the morning. I just want to go and you know, and, and I feel good. And then especially when the weight loss came, like that's where it really started to really get used as a tool instead of just something yeah. I did for pleasure. And that's when I was like, okay, like I want to get the medical card and I want to go down this route because I want to keep detailed notes on what I'm doing. Like, how did I do it? What was, what did I use? What did I use in the runs? What did I use when I was just trying to do everything that I try to do, work out, yoga, jujitsu, whatever it is I'm doing. And again, because I think I do so much, it's cannabis helps me. It keeps my mind on straight. It really does. It helps me go to bed, helps yeah. me with my aches and pains. It helps with everything. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I'm a big yeah, nerd on it, sure. but that's why I want to talk to people like you. You're so smart. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. Cause like when I was growing up, I didn't try it and I was petrified of my parents. <laughs> like I was just like, oh my God, they're going to take my car and they're going to kill me. So I can't do any of this. Right. And then, you know, I tried it once and I got paranoid and I was like, oh my God, they're going to kill me. They're going to find out they're going to kill me. And, you know, I'm very type A. So mm-hmm. I struggled with the, um, even though I was in control of myself, I knew I was altered. Yeah. So I was uncomfortable with that. And I was always like kind of the mom of my friends that, you know, I was like, I was always the driver. I was always the designated driver because I didn't really like it and fucked up. And so it was, it, it took me longer. I mean, I had been exposed to it for years and then it wasn't until I was like, you know, late, late teens that I was like, wait a minute, there's more to this. Yeah. And I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. You know, and I've, uh, I've had fun with it too. I mean, some of the, but we talked in the last one, some of the great experiences that I have had that were, I think were amplified because of it. I mean, come on, you've been to a concert, right? You've had a puff at a concert, right? Did you ever see my Instagram? <laughs> I have, I've been, concerts are like my life, but this COVID is killing, killing me. Killing you. Well, I had Marion. 
Sat on Sunday, yes. we did a, and they came on, not Sunday, I'm lying. We actually recorded it before that, but they came on and did the four songs for me. And it was like literally having my own private uh, rock concert yeah. for three songs or four songs. I, I miss music too. I really do. And it sucks. And when are we getting back to something of normality? I'm ready to just live in a bubble at this point. I don't know what to do. It's horrible. <laughs> it's I can't crazy. even. And now they I, just I, announced here. So uh, Wednesday, five o'clock, no more alcohol sales. But I think it's just Wednesday. I don't think it's like, right? Probably I don't is know. the way it was worded. I don't know. It, it's pro- Wouldn't that be something? You're just taking away the heaviest drinking day of the year. That's what I said. I was like, that was such amateur night. Oh, my God. We'd come home. People, Everybody would come home from college. Oh. We're like, you go going to the bar. Oh, DUI yeah, checkpoints everywhere. <laughs> good times. They were good times. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Did you see, though, there is some studies, though, that CBD can um, yes. reduce your risk of catching COVID. I was like, yes, I'm in. I told my parents that I'm, I went down every Saturday. I try to go over my parents anymore. And I try to have coffee with my mom and dad every Saturday morning because I was a shitty son for a long time and just never came around. So I'm trying. And um, hey, you got to admit when you fuck up. And uh, yeah, so I start, I start going over a lot more. And it's funny, I was, we were talking Saturday morning and I said, hey, I heard this, this study, like THC and CBD is like really helping with COVID. I said, at the rate I'm going, I should be immortal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, yeah, it is what it is. It's an outstanding joke in my family because we don't, we could talk about anything. Nothing is, nothing's taboo. Nothing's off the table in my family. And yeah. it's, it's kind of always been that way to a degree. Like, you know, I remember I couldn't, I couldn't curse in front of my mom and my dad will still say it right now. If you curse in front of a lady, so, so it's, it's really bad. Like if I, if I do like drop an F-bomb or something, my dad's like, yo, your mom's right there. I'm like, sorry. Um, but it's, it's, it's still respect for mom and dad, Yeah. but nothing, nothing is, nothing was ever taboo. So I think that was nice. You know, it's nice yeah. to tell my parents like, yeah, I smoke weed for, you know, medical reasons. And now my mom, which I, which I think is awesome. And my dad, they're both really considering it because listen, my dad's a product of the 60. He admits he smoked a lot of pot mm-hmm. back in the day. I, you know, one or two, which means a lot of pot back in the day. And um, he's going to try it again because he is, he's, he's 76 and he's got lots of aches and pains. So I told him, give it a shot. It kills me how old our parents are. I can't oh. even, I still picture my dad looking like he did when he was 40. And then I'm yep. like, wait a minute, you're 70 or whatever you are like I can't yep. it's horrible to think about but I mean that's great that they're considering it I yeah you know I've had a few people in recovery that decided to try it and they were nervous they're like wait a minute and am I going to go down the rabbit hole and yeah. I'm like no I can't listen I can't guarantee it again no. I am not a medical professional but there are plenty of patients who are able to responsibly use it yeah. and keep themselves in check, relieve their pains, but yeah. they don't backslide into addiction. No. And I mean, I remember, I don't know if I told you this last week, but I don't know. I have a couple like stories that just really like hit me when um, I worked in the dispensary, but there was a guy that came in and he said, without this, I am a criminal. No he shit. He said, I am an addict. I will abuse any drug you put in front of me. Mm-hmm. But this drug I can use all day yeah. long and I can still function and I don't break the law now. Yeah. And it really kind of hit me because I was like, yo, this guy, like totally self-aware, understanding his flaws and, you know, what yeah. he, I mean, he alluded to being in trouble with the law and 
I mean, he was just so forthcoming and he's like, this plant changed my life. Oh yeah. I know two people keep his addiction in check, which is awesome. Oh yeah. I know two people. One who I don't know if they, if he has a problem or not, but he always says the same thing. Like if he didn't smoke weed, he would, he'd be onto a lot harder drugs than, than he could imagine. Mm -hmm. And and I've seen that. And that's, he's not the first one. And then there's another gentleman, you know, we were just talking, um, talking about psychedelics and mushrooms and he's a recovered drug addict in the whole nine yards. And he said, that's the one thing he took off his list of stuff he wouldn't try um, because he is recovering or recovered or whatever it is, but he lets himself once a year uh, take a mushroom trip because he even says it allows him to self reevaluate. Like it's like a check-in. Um, and if anybody's ever done it knows what I'm talking about, but it's like, okay. it checks in, like it's changed me. It's made me go see my mom and dad more. It's made me feel more connected to, you know, and again, it's not something you do every single day. It's something that I've done because yeah. I've wanted an experience. And that's, that's, that to me has made me a better brother now, made me a better husband. It's made me a better going down to see my parents more, hanging out with my family more because it, it's kind of reconnected me, you know, and then maybe in a few months or a year, whatever it is, I'll do that journey again and see what, see what, see what's on that page that time. I don't know. Maybe that by that time I'll be the perfect son. <laughs> so do you follow um, John Fetterman, the Lieutenant governor on yeah. social media? Yeah. He is getting such backlash because he is now advocating for legalization of psychedelics. And I mean, he's hardcore with supporting legalization of marijuana. Like now he has a flag hanging out his window on the Capitol. Oh, really? So it's overlooking the whole, like the whole strip. Maybe so I'm they, following the wrong guy. Maybe I got to look this guy up. I think it's somebody else. He's like this real tall, bald guy. And he always wears shorts. Like he's, he's the very unorthodox john fetterman and he i just i every time he tweets something i'm like this guy gets it and he's he's actually they just tried to pass a law saying that no one can hang a flag out their window at the capitol now all because of him he has a big marijuana flag out his window that is too too funny no i i I don't know if but I, I, mean, I welcome that i think they need to i mean i just read another study about psilocybin um, helping with depression. And I mean, yeah. they like to, and I agree with this, they need to see all the different mental illnesses that these things can treat because oh, you know, a lot of times yeah. we lump it together, mental illness, but if you suffer from bipolar, it's very different than if you just have depression or, sure. you know, if you have schizophrenia, they're very different diseases. So um, they have to determine, I mean, I, I could see just from personal experience, psilocybin helping with depression 1000%. So reading the study, I was like, no shit yeah oh no i i could see i could see i could see it for sure i don't know if i'd go as far as portland but i think um i i don't know we'll see what like we talked about last time we'll see what happens there but i um yeah i i believe they should be they should be uh they should be legal i think they're i i, I can't see any harm that would come from them i yeah i don't know mm -hmm. i i only see i've only seen benefits of them and again it's just something i again i think anything used like we said in moderation used as a tool it's beneficial. It's when you start to abuse things. And I, there are certain people who will abuse anything. And that was my little rant before that didn't make sense because I was trying, that's what I was trying to say. It's like anybody will abuse anything. It's just, listen, you can abuse food. You can oh, abuse yeah. sex. You can abuse laying down. Yeah. You can you abuse know, anything. Like it, it's, it, yeah. it really is. It, anything can be abused. You can yeah, be addicted I, to anything. So, and I think that's partially how I've become, you know, like addicted, like me and Cindy were, you know, we're, we're partially addicted to fit like our weight. Like, and we admit that like we, 
because we lost so much weight and we're both folk hyper-focused on it. Like, yeah, there's days like today I was having an off day. I got on the scale and I'm like, why the frick does that scale say that number? There's no way that scale was that number. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's just because it's one of those days where we look at it and we're over, you know, so I ran a little harder, ran a little farther, watched what I ate to a T today. But it's, um, again, that's, that's, all, that's my little bit of an addictive personality. But I think because of losing the weight and now learn how to use things as a tool, I learned how to use my addictive personality as a strength and not a negative. I focus now on, because of, again, because of cannabis, it helps slow my brain down a little bit because this, this, this son of a bitch will take off and go off all day. It kind of harnesses for me and I I'm like, relate. okay, now I can focus on this and then I can focus on this, not try to focus on both at the same time. Trust me. And I can try yes. hard. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can it, relate. Yeah, when it gets going, Al, yeah. I'm telling I mean, you. I, will, I do have a, a very clinical opinion of youth usage of cannabis, though, which okay. is people, a lot of people are surprised to hear that. You know, I have three teenagers, mm -hmm. and the studies are inconclusive as to how it affects the developing brain. So I do, I have forbid my children. From using it um there is you know some different family history of some issues that um you know they the studies are inconclusive that it can cause mental illness okay i personally feel i don't think it does because i already right. went over that earlier when we were talking but yeah. i feel that i don't want to put anything against my kids you know so i right. just told them i'm like listen I'm not stupid. You're going to do what you're going to do, but I don't support it unless you have one of the qualifying conditions. Right. And um, so far, luckily they don't and they yeah. haven't, but <clears throat> yeah. it's, um, it's a, it's a weird place to be in because they know right. I have this, this beautiful picture on my wall. That I'll <laughs> right. Well, you know, my office, I'm very open about it, and yeah. um, but um, they know it more of a med medicine than a good time. And I just tell them until your brain is done developing yeah. at age 25, I would prefer you to abstain. And then we'll have a great time. Yeah, then we, then we can party. No, no, I'm not gonna yeah, that. Yeah, when you're 25, <laughs> but, them off. Yeah, I but just. I understand it because I have two older stepsons. I, you know, I, I, they're both, you know, they're both out of school already, you know, 19 and 26, 25, somewhere around there. And um, they both said they never tried it. I've never, yeah. I've never hit it. And I think I'll be quite honest. I think probably they've probably seen it more of a good time because they're older. Yeah. So they've been out. So they've only now, this is the medical side of it the past, I'd say mm -hmm. year and a half solid, but they have, but they understood it too. And I, I told them straight out, I said, listen, same thing I thought my dad told me and maybe he didn't, but it's what I told them. Same thing. Like, listen, if you're ever going to try any shit in college, because there's going to be some weird shit that you're going to see smoke a joint, just do that and stay away from everything else. I'm telling yeah. you, you'll be happy. There's nothing and you won't die. You know, if you smoke too much, you may think you're going to die, but you're not going <laughs> to die. We all get out alive, <laughs> yes. but it's just, you know, and I, I'd rather not lie to them again. They're my stepkids, you know, and they do their, their dad's a great dad. There's nothing that can ever badmouth him. Cindy's obviously the mother, but, I've been with them a long, long time, 15 years. So I'm not afraid to say, you know, like, Hey guys, listen, you know, it's, you know what you're going to find in college. You know what you're going to see in college. I'm sure you probably see most of it already in high school. Cause it's not the same high school you and I went to um, yeah. by no means. So 
Um, and yeah, so there's a lot more stuff. There's a lot. Now, what I mean by that is drugs. There's more drugs yeah. in this town. Someone just said that Hazleton is like an open air drug market. Wow. Yes. That was an analogy I was told, not by one, but by two people. And I deliver beer all through Hazleton. I talked to a lot of weird people. And they said, oh, yeah, man, Hazleton is like an open air drug market. You can find whatever you want in about eight minutes. That's how bad this town's gone. Listen, that school was crowded when we went. Yeah. It's twice. There's twice the enrollment than when we were there. I don't yeah. understand how they fit in the building. I don't I even know how they fit in the building. Do you ever see Zoolander? Yeah, in the <laughs> <Anyway>. building. <laughs> I got um, you. That's a good one. That was not bad. That was good. I like that. <laughs> like, I, I just, I can't, it's a whole different world. And I, I mean, even where I live, Yeah. you know, my kids have seen a lot of kids go down different paths and get in trouble yeah. and, you know, they're selling shit in school. Like yeah. they can get it. And I just try, I just hope they make good choices. They you will. don't know, like when you're young, like if, you know, do you have that addictive personality? But at the same time, I really struggle because I don't want to completely forbid everything. Cause then when they go to college, they're going to go ape shit. No, you're not completely wrong. <laughs> you know, I wish so I could tell you. That. No, but you know what though, Alice, honest to God, I think it comes down to how they're, how they're raised. And I mean, I don't, I'm sure you're, I mean, I'm sure you're an awesome mom. I mean, we were open well, about stuff. But no, I'm, I'm sure you are. I see. I, I see, do. I really, really try. Well, everybody, I think we all try, you know, and I think we all, you know, even as a stepdad, I mean, I, I love them like they're my own kids. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about them. I, I may not have acted that way the whole time because I was a stepdad. So I think it's a little different, but I, I love them to death. There's no, I'm adopted. So, you know, there's a, I love them like they're my own. But what I'm trying to say is I think we do a good enough job that when they go on their own, we hope that they just were taught enough. That's it. Hold on. Wait a minute. You're adopted? I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm adopted. Yeah. My youngest, my youngest I adopted through foster care. Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I was adopted at six weeks old from St. Joe's Orphanage Hospital, whatever, up in Scranton. Yeah, uh, six weeks old. So I was born March 2nd, 1978. I was brought home tax day, April 15th. <laughs> yeah. Listen, maybe we're going to have to do a separate one on adoption because- sure. I would love to pick your brain. My son is 13 now. And uh, yeah, you know, I always, we're very open about it, but here. I want we to always make sure were. that I don't ever do him a disservice. No, it's uh, yeah, we could definitely do one. It's um, my, it was never not talked about my family. I knew it my whole entire life. Um, so it never came as a shock, but I did. My birth mother did reach out to me when I was 18. Um, I did. I never wanted contact of none, none, none like none. Uh, but my parents actually were the ones that said, you know, listen, you know, maybe you should think about it. Don't tell them they, to throw the letter away. Tell them to hold on to it in case. Because the orphanage had to like call my parents. My parents, they, they were actually, so they called my parents. If I remember this correctly. I said to my parents, we have a letter from his birth mother. And if he doesn't know he's adopted, you know, we just, we won't do nothing with it. And they said, no, no, he knows. No, we'll tell him. So they told me and uh, I think I waited till my 19th birthday because my parents actually nagged me to death to like meet this woman. And I did. And um, we have no, we have no, we have nothing in common. So we don't have a relationship, but that, and that's fine. Uh, I actually, I hate to say it, but I met them more for my parents. And I, I have an aunt that I've met, which maybe is watching this, that I did meet um, that I became close with to a degree, yeah. which I do like talking to. She's a really sweet lady. Um, but yeah, we can always do a podcast on, I could pick your brain. Trust me. 
Benny, if you want to pick my brain, it's, there's a lot up there about it. So, and it's not all bad. It's all good, positive stuff. I promise. As, and some silly stuff I can tell you about. Like I had to go well, to spring. That's. It's really. I struggle with it because people are like, "Oh, you you did such a great thing." I'm like, I, I, "No, I was guided this way. Whatever." Yeah. But I really, I feel most adoption, and I'm. It's very refreshing for me to hear from you that you have a very positive outcome mm-hmm. and feeling about it but i really try to acknowledge that adoption starts with a loss sure so and a lot of people don't a lot of people don't like to view it that way but i never want to discredit his thoughts or feelings but he's like you he has no desire no. i get him books i get him all kinds of stuff and he's yeah. like mom i don't care i don't want to know anything and i'm like okay it's cool you have any questions no i'm no. he just is not interested and He'll probably stay that way, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, because you know, I, and like I'm so cool, Danny. That's because no, you're kidding. just a, you're just a rock star. But it was just um, <laughs> yeah, it was um, when I when you know I knew my whole life. So and I was really close with you know my mom and dad are my mom and dad. So when I say that it's my mom and dad. Um, yeah. My birth mother was, and it's nothing against her at all. I, I just um, there were. No, uh, I get it. I get it. You know, yeah, it's say, just weird. Like I met, and I, I tried, it. I tried, I met her a couple of times. I tried yeah. to, I tried. Um, I did. I have two brothers. I have a brother that's a year younger. He passed away. He's um, his name was Alan. So um, never oh, met sorry. him though. Well, yeah, God. it's kind of weird. It's weird. He has cerebral palsy really bad from what I understand. And I met him once brief, very briefly. Um, but yeah, I didn't know him. Um, I saw a picture of him and I won't lie. I'm not a very emotional guy, but when I read it and saw the picture, I, I kind of, I, I got kind of emotional on that one. I have another younger brother named John. I think he's in the Philadelphia area. Um, he's a great guy. He's married. I, again, just two different people. So it's not yeah. like there's no relationship. Um, but there was, yeah, there's, there's one aunt that we just, for her, some reason, her and I just kind of clicked and we kind of just, we always kind of stayed in, in, in touch. I found out my birth father um, I'm not going to say his name on here because I don't think his family knows, but he um, he ended up passing away. I found out two years ago, I got a phone call from a family member, that, that aunt who knew th- them said that, hey, your birth father just died. And I'm like, well, okay, that sucks. Uh, can we t- tell me of what? Because I don't have any medical history on either side of the family. Um, if I go based off my birth mothers, I should probably be, she has everything. So I don't know. Um But I guess heart attack at like 50 yeah. some. So holy shit. Yeah. So. Other than that, I don't know any. I'm glad I don't know any. I know that may sound weird, but I don't want to know my medical history because do you know, like, you know, your whole family's medical history. So you like, I don't want to live in that fear. Like, okay, am I going to get cancer? Am I going to get this? Am I gonna, whatever it is, it is. I'm just going to roll with it. So. I don't know. I've been to the doctor and I'm like, well, dad had this, mom had this, Graham had this, whatever. It doesn't change really much. <laughs> so. No. I'm not too worried about oh, it. But. Well, listen, I'm sorry if we went down this path. No, I don't, I don't mind talking to, about it at all. I don't mind talking about it at all. So, this. Yeah, we could definitely yeah. do a pod. We'll do a podcast on adoption. You can tell me how it was to go through. He, he, you said you rescued him. Uh, or, yeah, rescued the dog. Because <laughs> I rescued dogs. It was funny. He said foster care. I thought we got our dog. Sorry. What's his name? I'm sorry. <laughs> listen, we're both in the same boat. We're adopted. So it's good. Um, yes. So you were, did you have him as a foster child first? Yeah. So we just went through it. Um, I just kept meeting all these um, foster parents that had great experiences. I right. had like three families in a couple month time frame, And it was after, you know, we had lost a baby. Sorry to hear and that. I just, I don't know. I'm not a really religious person, but I'm spiritual. And I just yeah. really felt like guided. It was weird. Awesome. And then um, we started going through the classes 
And then we backed out because it's scary with foster care. Plus, take on. Yeah. And you don't, it's self preservation because you're like, wait, this is my heart. I'm going to love this child and it may leave. So that was hard to get over. And then I just felt like, that's all right. I can take it. I can right. take a little bit of heartache if yeah. I'm going to help a child. Like they need the love more than I don't need a broken heart. I don't know. It's just how I re- reconciled yeah. it. And um, I don't know. We got a call. We, I mean, we had a small house. We didn't have a lot of yeah. money. And we had a three bedroom rancher. And I had my older two. They were a boy and a girl. We put them in their own bedroom. We, they shared a room so that yeah. the baby had his own nursery. And it was just an empty nursery for like two weeks. Oh shit! they did the home study and they were like oh you're good to go and i'm like aren't you gonna like go through my drawers and stuff and make sure i'm not like a cra- crazy person they're like no you're fine you're 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 good i'm like okay and then we got a call and said we have a baby for you that is a little boy and he is most likely going to be eligible for adoption and we were like sold i don't know yeah we'll take him <laughs> <That was it. laughs> we'll take him and yeah. it was you know so we got him right at birth that's oh man, that's see, that's that's awesome. That's yeah, I was like telling you. my yeah, so I tell my parents all the time, like they'd have financed me. I was like, How many more payments you got left on this old jalopy? Like I always tease them. <laughs> <all this stuff. laughs> yeah, you know, and it's here's something weird, right? Now I will I'll I'll tell you this. This is really, really weird. I don't know why it pops in my head, but so my sister's also adopted Annie. I have a sister Annie. So Annie and I are adopted three years apart, brought home on the same day, tax day, April 15th, right? So it's cool, it's like kind of a little cool thing. So that's really neat. Here's the weirdest part. Since I was a young kid, for some reason, I don't have many memories as a, I was in a bad car accident a few years back and I hit, hit my head real hard. So some of my shit is vague. Like I have spotty memories, but certain things stand out. And still to this day, for some reason, I would have been three when Annie was brought home, right? Would you believe I remember it? There's a vague yep. picture of something in my head of having my parents walk into a room, signing a paper, and I'm having yep. a sister. I don't know why, but it's one memory that still sticks in my head. Isn't that fucking weird? Nope. I totally get you. I have a memory of laying in the crib. Come on. <clears throat> yep. Right. Damn. Just one. Just one. Yeah, but I just, weird, I but... knew, I knew the room it was in and I had asked my sisters. So I was like, yo, is did I just hear this? But then I questioned myself because I'm yep. like, well, maybe I just heard stories about it and I've just made it up. But I swear it feels like a memory. It's, and that's what I always say to myself. Is it a memory or is it yep. a memory of somebody's memory that I'm remembering? Like, did, yes. is, is it cold to me? And now I'm remembering that memory because I'm visual. Because I kind of vaguely maybe it's there. No, I, you probably did. They, I mean, I, you probably do. That's weird. That's awesome. It is awesome. Um, well, listen, I think that's, I don't know what we're talking for. It's too long, and I'm sorry we totally got off on track. I'm so sorry. No, that was sorry. a good one. I enjoyed that. That's you know what that they're sometimes the best ones when we just just keep talking. Um, but yeah, we could definitely do one on adoption. I'd love to do that. To be honest with you, that would be something we could definitely talk about. Um, but we got to get ready because we're gonna come back. You're gonna do another one, right? We'll do like one every two weeks, maybe for right now. Maybe yeah. the next one's like weed and adoption or something. Who knows? Maybe we'll do yeah do something trippy real quick. Let everybody know where they can find you, all your good stuff, and then we'll get out of here. Yeah. So you can find me at Doyen Cannabis, D-O-Y-E-N-N-E, Cannabis.com. All right. And everybody, I and everyone this way, get out there, spread some happy. Remember, this guy loves you. And then we boom.